Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 13th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Hmm, Thursday the 13th, you say. And I'm Broadway star's James Marino. <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing that I don't know about? Thursday the 13th? I thought it was Friday. No, today's Thursday. No? Okay. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, so uh, New York, apparently from most of my timeline, it's uh, a voting day for you. So uh, please go out and vote. Please. Yes. Please. Votage. It's important. Get the sticker. <laughs> yeah, that's really the only reason it's important. It's for you to have the sticker. Yeah, exactly. I know some guys in the corner, they sell the sticker. <laughs> I just saw, What's on the other side? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw something very important on uh, Facebook. Uh, there's a uh, Make America Great Again rally uh, at the Outer Banks this weekend. So uh, everybody, if you're a Trump supporter, head to the Outer Banks. I don't know what that means, but okay. North Carolina, Outer Banks. Oh, no, that's no, no, that's not nice. <laughs> no matter your political beliefs, I don't want you to die in a hurricane. I'm not a nice person. You haven't figured that out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking to you every day for two and a half years, I just choose to ignore it. Okay. All right. First up in the news, <laughs> official plans. Were there unofficial plans? Official plans announced for Glenda Jackson's King Lear on Broadway. Yeah, we knew a little bit. All we knew was that Glenna Jackson was doing King Lear on Broadway, but now we know a lot, lot more because on Wednesday, Scott Rudin announced more details, pretty much everything we need to know from the location to the cast to the creative team, and it is even more remarkable than just Glenda Jackson doing King Lear. The show will begin performances at the Golden Theater on February 28th and will play a strictly limited engagement through July 7th. Normally, I would say that there still is plenty of room for an extension, but knowing that there was plenty of demand for three tall women to extend, and it didn't, maybe that had something to do with Laurie Metcalf's potential Roseanne slash the Connors shooting schedule, but I wouldn't be so sure that this would extend with Glenda Jackson in it either. Now, that's the logistics stuff. That's good. We know official plans are being made, but the fun stuff is in the cast. The show will feature Tony winner Jane Howdyshell in the traditionally male role of the Earl of Gloucester. Lear's Daughters will be played by three-time Obie winner and TV star Elizabeth Marvel as Goneril, and Reagan will be played by Aisling O'Sullivan. Two-time Olivier and Golden Globe winner Ruth Wilson will play not only Lear's third daughter Cordelia, but also The Fool, which is really super interesting. Cordelia, I can totally see Ruth Wilson doing, but it takes a little bit of a stretch for me to see her as The Fool. I've never seen her do anything like that, so that's a really, really interesting choice. Tony nominee and uh, Drama Desk winner John Douglas Thompson will play the Earl of Kent. Also in the cast will be Pedro Pascal as Edmund, Sean Carvajal as Edgar, Dion Johnstone as the Duke of Albany, Matthew Mayer as Oswald, and Russell Harvard as the Duke of Cornwall. James, I think we talked about this, uh, was it yesterday, um, that the plays are so incredible this season um and we knew that this was coming this isn't a complete surprise but this makes it even more exciting than i could have imagined and because sam gold is directing this show you can only imagine how weird and deconstructed this concept is going to be yeah uh and uh what's happening with rudin you know giving us press releases in the middle of the day so we have time to prepare you know, instead of midnight. <laughs> it's very odd. It's very, very, very odd. odd. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to get fired. So, <laughs> so this well, that's looks... what happens. That's what happens when Riedel stops doing his column on a regular basis. 
Uh, this is true because uh, Riedel forces the uh, the hasty, expedited put out of a press release. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's interesting how the whole ecosystem of Broadway works. Yeah, this is uh, this is really exciting. Uh, what a cast! Uh, Sam Gold. So maybe it'll be Lear under the ocean. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, after after that uh, uh, menagerie, you never know what he's going to pull out. But uh, what <laughs> but what's interesting about this is James is that we are starting to get a pretty clear picture of what the rest of the season will look like in terms of Broadway real estate, and there's really not a ton of space left. Um, We know the court is now available because network left, but we think that there might be renovations that keep that one tied up. We think that might be why things are leaving. The Hayes doesn't have a show announced for the spring, but that's second stage. So they'll have something else in their subscription series put in there. So that's not really open. Um, We then have um, Network, which is supposedly closing at the end in the middle of March at the Belasco. So we unless that extends, there's not going to be another show coming in there. And really, that means the only other thing or the only venue that's open in the spring is the Kerr. And there are rumors that a certain show from the public theater might be transferring to that venue. So there's really not a ton of space in the spring for more things to come in unless something closes around the holidays. Now, of course, something is going to close around the holidays. We just don't know what. But all of these people expecting things like beautiful and kinky boots to close maybe even once on this island. As I've said before, I I don't know that I see all of those or even most of those shows that people expect to close to close. Head Over Heels definitely probably going to close by then, uh, probably once on this island. But kinky boots, where a lot of people think that's going to move out of the Hirschfeld and, and Moulin Rouge is going to move in. Maybe, but I, I've said it before. I just don't know what the reason to close that show would be if they're able to keep bringing in stars that make it do a decent amount of business. And then uh, we haven't men- mentioned uh, Hadestown trying to get in shoehorn mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep. So, uh, yeah, a little traffic jam in uh, midtown Manhattan. We'll have to uh, keep our eye on that and get the helicopter traffic report. So um, what's up in the show and casting news? Okay, there was a ton of, of moderate to big to small stuff. So I broke it up into a couple different sections. This stuff is the stuff that was most interesting to me. So James, stop me if you want to chat about any of it. First up, in a kind of surprising move, at least to me, the National Theater's The Layman Trilogy will be transferring to New York this spring but not to Broadway or even technically off Broadway as the show will be playing the Park Avenue Armory from March 22nd through April 20th. Sam Mendes will again direct in the show's stars uh, from London. Adam Godley, Ben Miles, and Simon Russell Beale will transfer with it. The show will mark the opening of the Armory's 2019 season. This is a show that had tremendous reviews over in London at the National Theater, and I just kind of assumed that it was destined for Broadway but apparently, whether it's traffic jam related or the, the sc- size and scope of the show, because the Armory is such a huge venue, uh, maybe this is, makes more sense to do for a month than trying to do a commercial run on Broadway. But I was a little surprised by this amount announcement yesterday morning, James. It's, uh, you know, I think you preface it by saying there's no theaters. There's no theaters. And why yeah. force a square into a circle if... Uh, if you if you don't have to. So maybe yeah. they're just dipping their toe in the water here and uh, 
see how this goes. If it gets uh, amazing Brantley reviews, then it'll transfer next season. Could be. Could be. All right. So the next story here, not as big of a deal as that, but something that uh, I think you and I will find interesting. James, yesterday we got additional casting for the off-Broadway return of the other Josh Cohen as Kate Weatherhead, who was in the last off-Broadway production and who is one of my personal favorites, returns to the show. She'll be joined by Hannah Ellis, Elizabeth Nostelrode, uh, Luke Darnell, and Louis Tucci. James, like we said, you enjoyed the show quite a bit when it was at Paper Mill. Uh, so I hope uh, a lot of people get a chance to see this. It will have a, a pretty interesting interesting run. It'll play the West Side Theater from October 26th through February 24th. So it cycles through the holidays into next uh, into the beginning parts of the spring season. So um, that should be one that hopefully people will get a chance to see next in new old news. See what I mean here in a second. Yesterday it was announced that Susan Stroman would direct Marie, a new musical by Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty at Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater this spring. Now, that might kind of ring something of a bell because Stroh was originally scheduled to direct the Aaron's and Flaherty musical Little Dancer at the same venue in Seattle this spring. Well, that's because this is the same show, just a different name. Now, normally, James, I wouldn't mention a show that had already been announced just changing its name. But what's most interesting about this is the dates. Because the show in Seattle is going to run from March 22nd through April 14th, I think that more or less confirms that Crazy for You will not be coming to Broadway this season, as that really wouldn't leave Stroh much time to direct that before going out to work on the show in Seattle, unless Crazy for You is going to start performances right away in January, uh, which seems unlikely. I can't imagine it's going to come in for the holidays now, as we're already mid-September. That would not give it a whole lot of time to sell tickets. So if it's going to come in in sometime in January, they start previews in early to mid-January, opens in mid-February. She starts rehearsals um, for Marie in mid-February before opening uh, or beginning performances in Seattle in, in March 21st, the third week of March. Unless they do it right away in, Jan at the, in the first of the year, James, I just don't see how crazy for you is going to make it in this season. How large is the back wall of your house? You have like pictures and strings and how did you, I mean, it all makes sense when you lay it out. Absolutely. Totally makes, how did you remember all that? The, I, yeah, I the, mean, the stro just... crazy for you. Yeah. I remember it when you say it, but it's like this, this huge like chart that you have <laughs> must be enormous. I do have a large dry race board over my desk. It doesn't have show stuff on it, but uh, you you know my you know my penchant for uh, for spreadsheets. So uh, yeah, you know I got. But I, and we've talked about it. Crazy for you is such a fun show. You and I both really enjoy it. And mm -hmm. there's only one musical yeah uh, revival announced for this season. So. I, I think at this point, it's starting to become really difficult to imagine a, a season in which we have a musical revival Tony category, which means that they'll combine Kiss Me Kate in with the, the revival plays for one just best yes. revival category. Yeah. So which I don't think has happened in like two and a half, three decades. Um, so any, anyway, I, it, it disappoints me because I love that show and I love uh, Tony and Laura. Um 
but who knows? Maybe it'll come in next season. Maybe Rachel Bloom's shooting schedule prohibits that as well if they want her to still be a part of it. But anyway, moving on. Um, this is the final story in this section. But tickets for the Broadway production of Tootsie will go on sale to the general public on October 1st after American, American Express cardholders have their pick from now through September 21st. And then audience rewards members have their chance from the 21st through the end of the month. Now, probably not coincidentally, James, Tootsie had its first performance on Broadway on Tuesday night. Just in Chicago. Few, in Chicago. I'm sorry, not on Broadway. Yeah, you're right. Um, in Chicago on Tuesday night. And our message board absolutely loved it. We have a um, message so, board? Well, sorry, Broadway World's message board. Okay. <laughs> My day job message board. <laughs> absolutely loved it like talked about how i and some things that i didn't realize it had been modernized it's not necessarily it's just set in a modern time it's not the 80s um it's uh, the, the dorothy is no longer um an actress or you know michael playing dorothy in a soap opera it's now in a broadway show so there's a lot of theater in jokes um obviously first previews are things that need to be worked on but it got rave, rave reviews, which, if you follow the Broadway World message boards, doesn't happen often. Hmm. So, do you think we should start a message board? Please, God, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. God. All right. Other than not recommending starting a message board, what do you recommend uh, in Broadway news? Okay, nothing. I absolutely do not have a recommendation in Broadway news. This is very only tangentially related to Broadway, but I've been using the point of personal preference here a little bit recently, um, and I'm going to do it again. So when I was in New York last June, a couple months ago, I had a chance to sit down with two of our friends, Brian and Kevin from the Broad Wasted podcast. They have another podcast called the Popcorn Project podcast, where they talk about a movie or a series of movies that one of them knows intimately well and the other one doesn't know anything about. So Brian is a huge comic book fan like I am. Kevin has, doesn't really know anything about comic books or comic book movies. So they are going through all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and watching them one by one and talking about them. Kevin is only watching up to what they're recording. So they watched Iron Man, then they recorded about it, then Hulk, then recorded about it, you know, Captain America, Thor, blah, blah, blah. So I got to sit down and talk with them. I was their first guest. We talked about the first Avengers movie, and that episode came out on the 12th on Wednesday I had such a good time talking with these guys. They're, first off, we're, you know, they're fun. They're smart. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. But the episode is it turned out to be like an hour and a half because it's the Avengers and there's a lot in there. But I really, really enjoyed it. So I recommend you listen if you have any interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or enjoy more of me or the Broad Wasted crew. But it, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping when I'm back in town in October and November, I'll get to do another one with them uh, for something else later down the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. That's awesome. That's three of my favorite things. All right. So I am. Put... I, I don't know what those three are, but OK. Oh, yeah. there, there was no there was no reference to ice cream or pie. So I'm not <laughs> sure how. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, the Popcorn Project podcast. Say that five times fast and get over to iTunes and subscribe to it and check it out. Love yeah. the guys over Broad Wasted. Everybody over the, not just the guys. Yeah. Broad Wasted. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, Kim. what else do you have? 
Kimsey. All right. So yesterday, the Public Theater announced the cast for their upcoming world premiere of Patricia Yeon Lloyd's Eve's Song. The cast will feature Tony nominee Deidre Aziza, Ashley D. Kelly, Tamara M. Williams, and more. The show will run from October 21st through December 2nd. Next, the new group announced a one-week extension for the world premiere of Char White's The True, starring Edie Falco, Michael McKeon, Peter Scolari, and more. The show will begin previews, uh, actually it began previews last week, and will now play throughout October 28th. And finally, Playwrights Horizons announced the cast for the world premiere of Larissa Fasthorse's The Thanksgiving Play, directed by my man, Moritz von Stupnagel. Running from October 12th through November 25th, the play will feature Jennifer Borellis, Jeffrey Bean, Greg Keller, and Margot Siebert. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And Matt and I will be back to take you into the weekend tomorrow. 